Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. topic is maltonics and medicinal beers. It's actually part one of two. So today we're going to talk about maltonics. And in part two, we're going to talk about medicinal beer. So I'm your host, Christina, today, and I'm here with Bean and Lisa. And before I get too far ahead of myself, I want to remind you all to check us out on YouTube and you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast. So Spotify, places like that. So... (laughs) Like, subscribe, do the things here. Yes, do all the things. So, Be the one um, person like me on Overcast. Yes. <laughs> or Apple Podcasts. Or it's okay to. Wherever you get podcasts. them. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so I think we should start with um, what are you drinking? So I'm going to ask Lisa, what are you drinking? So I decided to, to sort of be on, on theme today in a strange way. So we, we went out and, and scoured our, our local, uh, sort of our, our local ethnic grocery stores, as, as, as it were. So I have three horses Malta. So it is a Dutch but brewed in Germany malt beverage. So technically non-alcoholic. And it does say that it has vitamins to make me healthy. So, you know, covering all the bases. I've not given it a sip yet, but it's a dark, interesting color, and it, it smells like wort, so it's at least halfway to being beer, if nothing else, just, but we'll see. But I bet Bean has something really interesting. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Look, Bean is on the yellow belly, and... Uh, hey, that's good. No, they're, they used to have a membership thing, and this was in, like, the back of the cabinet from, like, 2019 <laughs> so i've got some but the art is so oh, much fun this is oh, their wow. member berries oh lovely is um it's 4.2 alcohol by volume it's a fruit beer it is unfiltered the battle cat it has on it it's yeah it's got it all going on it's, on that artwork their artist knows like a bit mad but it's it's very uh, there's like a DeLorean or something with <laughs> berries in it. Yeah, the art is mad, so I'll definitely post a photo of that. Definitely. Um, there's some Pilsner and wheat. 
and uh, black currants and blackberries and raspberries. Mm. And I'm afraid you can't get this anymore, but you can get yellow belly. And then I'm going to pull the same trick in the in the next half and and do a, a yellow belly beer that they used to make. But look, I'm I'm having one look back at the past and then it's forward from here. Yeah, that's from the before time. So that's, uh, oh, yeah. you know, time travel. It really is. That's what DeLoreans are all about. Absolutely. <laughs> so I don't know. It has berries. It, it has. Uh, there we go. That sounds lovely, like to be honest. Got, but maybe it's in the wrong half, actually. Maybe I'm like crossing the streams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Darn it, I was taught learned... not to cross the streams. Child of the 80s and 90s. But uh, sometimes you need to, though. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. It sounds really good. What do you think of it? Oh, you know what? It's lasted in the can pretty well. It is quite. It's quite clear. Oh yeah. It is a little tired, but when it first came out of the can, I was like, "Oh, berries! I can still." Now it tastes almost like sort of a hibiscus rose like a a rose hip tea kind of thing okay but when it came out of I the like can a rose right hip away tea? it was like yeah. real kind of oh I can taste blackberries but you know now I think it's it's kind of given off its flavors and mm. and now it's kind of gone like more more quiet more hibiscus and and rose hip tea and but I can still still get a little berry but it's a nice color it's a very yeah very yeah. um apricotty pink yeah and it's still yeah. got some head on it after a little while it's actually probably been at room coming to room temperature for a little bit longer than uh, <laughs> yes might have actually but, yeah no it, good good for them and uh hooray awesome. it sounds really good i definitely i wish that i would have had a taste well, of that when it was out because it uh, the whole thing sounds lovely from the berries to the rose hip to the yeah that sounds just gorgeous yeah well you know did did you tell me Christina that one of their brewers is off doing his thing in Otterbank brewing yes like, Otterbank yeah oh yeah so like if you love yellow belly you can get all their core yellow belly and if you want to try something more experimental Otterbank would be a very yeah tied in yeah. sort of um thinking thing. man that saison i wish i had two bottles of that because i i had one so it begins and then i really wanted a second one to save so that's what i would say about that oh very cool i am what am i drinking i'm going one with a classic for me um valley cabin breweries brickyard red ale um I've drank this a lot. I will continue to drink this a lot. Um, you know, since we're talking about Maltonic, following on with uh, Lisa's multi drink, I, I figured I'd go with more malt forward um, beer. So, yeah, traditional Irish red ale with a rich malty caramel base. Does exactly what it says on the tin. Great beer. Enjoy it. Probably should pour it in a glass, but I'm not going to because I'm lazy. And a gorgeous beer. I was so glad that my local little had some. I was able to pick a couple up before they all disappeared. So, so fresh and delicious. Gorgeous. I got this in little today. 
I yes. did not go in to look for it because I thought they'd be all picked over. Yeah. And I'm sure that they were at some point, but I must have just made it at like the perfect time because oh. all of a sudden I saw the boxes and I was like, Ooh, the restocking fairy. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Oh, yeah. I think I just got the right time, but yeah, I, I, I was able to get some before it was picked over and I was so excited um, just to be able to have that close and, and, and when, when you're grocery shopping, just be able to pick that right mm. up. It was really nice. Gorgeous. Yeah. It's um, an amazing beer to be getting in little. Right. Yeah. Really, really good. I, the, the beer that I have for the, for part two of this is actually also a beer that I picked up from little from an Irish brewery. Ooh. So, you know, it's really nice to see um, that accessibility when you're just going grocery shopping to just be able to be like, Oh yes, you know what? I'm just going to pick up this one here or, you know, two here, just, yeah. you know, when you're kind of walking through, I think that's just nice to be able to do. It's so nice to get some local things, especially when you look at like, you know, your Marks and Spencers and things where in a post Brexit world, it's just empty shelves. There's nothing there. And it's like, well, you could have been stocking more local stuff anyway, guys. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, so a little good, fair play to them for, you know, stocking more local stuff. It's good to see them stocking Valley Kill Cabin and Four Provinces. And it's just, you know, long may that continue. Yes, no, definitely. You're definitely here. Um, yes. And before we get too far into the ins and outs of Irish <laughs> beer and uh, the, the delights of access, perhaps we should, we should turn to our, our topic at hand. Indeed. Which is malt tonic. <laughs> Yes. Let's and malt. What, what is a malt tonic? I'm sure all of our listeners are wondering because it's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Um, <laughs> I, Even our hosts uh, want to know <laughs> what is a malt tonic, <laughs> girls. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I can answer. I can answer that one. Um, so I actually made a malt tonic about this time last year, uh, <laughs> which I'll get into in a little bit. But it was an experience. So uh, <laughs> for reasons, which I will explain. So in general, malt tonics were derived from, as the name suggests, malt and hops, often thicker. They could be, they could be thicker. They mm. also contained a range of additives. So my malt tonic was made with calamus root, and I'll explain what that is later. There's other malt tonics, famous malt tonics. Paps was one that made a particularly famous one. We also have brands like Traumers or Malton. They had additives like iron, cod liver oil, or, you know, strychnine. <laughs> strychnine, you know, cocaine, whatever, you know. You know, the whatever. thing that we use to, to, to kill rats. <laughs> and yeah, so, so you know, in your all, in all your crime novels, you know, someone usually runs afoul of this particular poison but you know they used to use it in malt tonics so that's fun these malt tonics often contained as much alcohol as beer if not more alcohol than beer so for example dr charles harrington um he surveyed like 21 different malt tonics and he found that all of them were alcoholic and some of them were stronger than ale beer or even porter which it's interesting that he makes a designation between ale beer and porter mm. um but that's a tangent for another day, but I find that really interesting that those are three, you know, three different ways of, of viewing. Yeah. Three different levels, I guess. That yeah. Have... yeah. Yeah. But there's, that there's a difference between, I mean, from a medievalist point of view, ale and beer are different because one's hopped and one's not hopped, but then ale, mm. beer and porter being, so it, it might just be someone who's not particularly familiar with, with beer, um, talking about beer. I mean, that could be the case. Or it could be that this, these are really different definitions for, for Harrington. Um, yeah. That would make sense in the time frame. And that is something that we should dig into, actually. 
Yeah, because I've definitely come across old, you know, especially sort of 19th century adverts where porter is very much its own thing and stout could be anything strong, but, you know, it could be any color of the rainbow practically, but but then that sort of disappears and changes depending on where you're coming from and uh, but but then especially when you're tying it to sort of um, you know the malt tonic sort of patent medicine idea. I mean, again, it can be anything. You just have right. to say it's healthy. It's going to yeah. do all these things. Exactly. All good. You don't have to prove it. It's uh, you don't have to say what's in it. It's it'll just do everything. Yeah. Exactly. Like the, literally, the reason why they were called malt tonics is because the company said so. There's no reason why it's medicinal besides they said it was medicinal. That's it. That's <laughs> classic snake oil. Yeah, one hundred percent. All the things, yeah. all the time. It's it's literally what it was, and um, it's just so fascinating that you know back you know back in the day to use to use mm. that phrase, you could basically be like, yes, it will cure everything. People are like, oh yes, okay, uh huh, I'm gonna take yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all fine, especially like all the things you could take to to make babies sleep. Again, you could have a lot of you know we could have a lot of alcohol, but you could also have again strychnine and all kinds of other things, so that the sleep could be a lot longer than you know, what maybe was uh, anticipated. But again, depending on your target audience, if your audience was sort of baby farmers, they're like, yeah, that's, that'll do, that'll do. So it's a whole, there's a whole uh, rabbit hole you could go down there. And back a long time ago, back in the day, I used to work in a medical archives and they have amazing, amazing ads from 19th and early 20th century that were specifically targeted at female physicians. And like, you don't get them sort of super gender differentiated until kind of the 1920s and 30s, but the early ones are all just straight up patent medicine. There's no real, you know, um, sort of efficacy or, you know, there's no kind of science involved at all. It's all just like, you're a doctor, you'll prescribe this to anyone. And they did. And, but, you know, you didn't need a prescription either, but it's, it's fascinating. And they could do a whole side tangent in terms of like the other things they specifically targeted female doctors to, to help uh, say when a patient absolutely can't get pregnant, because of course you don't want to, you know, get in the way of, of anything unless you really have to. And then there's other things to, to bring on stopped menses. And you're like, huh, I wonder what that's all about. But as long as you, you know, keep within the right sort of language, you could, you could sell anything to do anything so it's a it's a whole thing but I, I've definitely seen some some things that were marketed as malt tonics like two physicians too and I wonder how different this was again a PhD for someone how different it is like what was marketed to the general public versus you know to two doctors it's you know you have to think there's probably some differentiation no that's a really interesting question to bring up like how and why did they decide and what was the wording and, and did they change the verbiage based on like the audience and and that kind of thing it's really that would be a really interesting thesis if anyone's looking for a topic. I know, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And it, again, like my my day job is you know doing all of this kind of thing in in you know big grown up pharma where you have to be so careful and tie everything back to very specific claims and you know which which is good. You don't want to just be making stuff up. But it's it's uh, it's interesting how long it took for that to become the norm. You know, just decades and decades and decades, and only because a lot of bad things happened until. You got to that point. So it's a very uh, it's a very interesting history that people sometimes want to kind of sweep under the carpet, too. But, but again, it's so interesting that this is really direct to consumer kind of stuff. I mean, you're selling to, you know, mothers. I think um, I, I think probably there's that whole sort of, oh, mother's little helper kind of thing. And you're helping people with insomnia or you're helping people who want to feel younger. Like there's it's everything. There's no yeah. no one, uh, you know, no one purpose. 
Yeah, just just to pick up on that before before I lose my train of thought, I yes. actually have some quotes from some um, Pabst uh, best malt tonic um, ads that are exactly what what you just said. So uh-huh. I'm I'm, go- I'm gonna share those now, and then we can kind of have a talk about you yeah know, the misogyny and the sexism in here. <laughs> um, So Pabst Extract Best Tonic um, was billed as a, quote, nutritive tonic, not Mm -hmm. a stimulant, a food that makes flesh and blood, bringing roses to the cheek and plumpness to the wasted form, while soothing the fretted nerves like a mother's kiss. Oh, which is is, that's not too bad, right? That sounds eh, but not too bad. (laughs) Now we'll get into this 1904 ad. That says, quote, this is woman's era, says an eminent writer. Women's advancement has added new responsibilities to the burdens nature has already imposed upon her. With frail body and shattered nerves, how can she carry this double burden? The pallid face, the sunken cheek, the lusterless eye tell the story of overtaxed strength and of nervous energy drained to the dregs. The deep lines that furrow the once beautiful face cannot be rubbed out with lotions or cosmetics. The glory and strength of womanhood must be restored from within. As a rebuilder and revitalizer, perfectly adapted to her needs, she can find nothing that will equal Pabst extract, the best tonic. Wow. (laughs) Bring on the laudanum. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they went for it, though. Oh, man. Cheers to that. (laughs) I mean, we can can talk about the sexism. I think it's important when we're talking about malt tonics to to also acknowledge that there's definitely like racism and classism oh yeah here they're definitely targeting white women of a certain class um with with these that's definitely who they're talking about mm-hmm. though this one in particular is aimed at working women mm, yeah yes. which is interesting i think um of course all Our this sexism and, that- and your nerves are shot <laughs> yes yes we've come so far <laughs> No, but yeah, I, it's I Virginia do. Slims. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think that's really interesting that they are talking about, okay, you know, you're working, but, you know, nature says that you also have to be, you know, a mom. So, and you wow. have to be gorgeous and you have to do all the, yeah. these things. Wow. Yeah. So I'm glad we've moved on from that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, we have. Honestly, this ad could exist right now with just a different like words and no one would blink an eye in it because it is the same shite that we've been yeah. told for forever. Absolutely. Um, just repackaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in the same vein, they have an entire pamphlet um, called Baby Secrets. Ooh. Um, uh, which explained that the, the extract is, quote, an ideal preparation for nursing mothers, giving them abundant nourishment to resist the extra drain upon the system. Well, I mean, at least there's something to that. Like, you do need additional calories, and there you go. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I like that, uh, uh, you know, the lactation consultant we had was just like, just have a Guinness. It's fine. So, all good. But, oh, my. Yes, and they were they were supposed to have a bottle a day for 24 days to restore beauty. 
Oh, well, as long as you're going to be pretty again, that's important. Yes. Yes. You know, who cares about, you know, your mental health? We're here for, for you to be pretty. Although in fairness, these, these Maltonics were marketed for nerves, um, which mm. is sort of the all encompassing thing of anxiety and depression. So they, they were kind of marketed to, to kind of alleviate some of those things. Um, and, and they were, were marketed for insomnia and, and those sorts of things. And, and they, to, to be clear, they were not just marketed to, to women. They were absolutely marketed to men. Um, I have a picture actually that I can tweet about how they were marketed to young and old. It's a picture actually um, of, of a elder gentleman and a child uh, cheersing uh, the Rainier beer habit that brings the Aww. glow of health and gives new lease on life. No medicine can equal it as a tonic. Well, there you go. So... <laughs> So, so there's that. Um, yeah, it's just, it's really interesting um, how they were marketed and, and how pop- they're very popular they were. They were incredibly popular. Yeah, absolutely. And to think about it too, like clearly all these large, you know, big commercial breweries like a Pabst or, or you know, a Rainier too, are also certainly, you know, huge regionally and, and then would get bigger too. Like, just think about what percentage they might've been devoting to this. They wouldn't be doing that if it didn't, you know, shift units. So yeah. You know, something's going out the door and it's a pre-prohibition too. So it's not like that's their, you know, their aim. It's just, they're, they're selling these things like candy. Yeah. Pre-pro and after like they, mm-hmm. they, 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 I mean, they were making these things, you know, 1965, things like that. These went on for a long time. Um, quite popular. Yeah. Well, and, and then when you sort of, sort of shift the lens too, and, and sort of how these have grown globally, like, you know, certainly Guinness has their own whole, um, you know, sort of version of this kind of now malt tonic type beverage that they make in Nigeria and sell all over Africa. And then it's also gone sort of to the Caribbean as well. But it's, they don't quite go as all out, but they do sort of still say this is going to make you stronger, it's going to make you healthier, you're going to have this vitality. And, and, you know, there's obviously a little more wiggle room in, in terms of what you can and can't say. They're not quite saying it's a medicine, but it's still really being positioned as kind of a, a sort of post exercise drink almost, um, which, you know, it's no different from a Gatorade really, and that it's mm. got some sugar and, you know, I guess with the malt, you can at least say there's some maybe B vitamins or something like that. So broadly speaking, it's not going to be any worse for you. Although I have no. to say if, if the one I'm going by is any relation, it's, it's a little heavy. So. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. But it's funny, too, because at least the one I'm drinking, which, again, is not from Guinness, but is uh, a, a sort of broadly similar beverage, just says low sugar, full taste. And then on the back, it says with sugar and sweetener. I'm like, well, OK, which is it then? <laughs> so it's it's interesting. I'll give it that. But it, it it does kind of have this like health food store in the 70s kind of vibe about it. So you can see that through line is still there, even though it's, you know, they can't obviously be quite as... Uh, um bold i suppose in their marketing but it's you know this kind of drink is still around and still very popular in some places and it's uh it's got a thing going on so oh although i gotta have to say very sweet <laughs> must be that no sugar it must be the no sugar yeah absolutely i can 100 percent see how children would be like yep yep this is for me it's the uh, it's very sweet, but again, very kind of, you know, like when you're sort of, if you're homebrewing, so any homebrew is like when you're smelling your wort, it, it's basically just that. There's no other kind of complexity to it. I mean, it's not trying to be beer, but it's still, um, you know, for anyone who likes beer, you're like, oh, we're like two thirds of the way there. And then like fermentation stopped. So that's really interesting. And we'll, yeah, and we'll get more into that in part two, because I, I want to talk yeah. about Guinness in particular um, and, and their medicinal medicinal beers um and and also like ancient medicinal beers and we'll kind of yeah talk about that. but it's really really interesting um how beer has sort of been repackaged um again and again as medicine and and that takes the form of maltonic as we're talking about now but it also just just beer as medicine um just just straight up beer as as a medication which yeah, is yeah absolutely or or again as a kind of re- recovery drink we're seeing more and more kind of lower non-alcoholic beers being promoted as sort of oh you've gone for your run you better you know you know sort of rehydrate with this and you know i do love a you know if there were in person racing and things like that i love a nice beer at the end of a run or or that kind of thing but i think that it's interesting that it's so overt now to tie it back to like oh but this is going to get you you know ready to go back out and run again i'm like is it i'm I'm not really sure about that like i could see the rehydration and uh, i could see some too might have electrolytes that's also like but really, like, come on, we can also just, you know, enjoy having a beer at the end. It doesn't have to have a kind of, you know, noble purpose, you know, it can be a reward. Yeah. And I would prefer to have a beer than a Gatorade personally. Like it just sounds yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's not going to be that weird color unless it's one of those weird exploding milkshake beers that you see on the internet these days, but no, thank you. Yeah. yeah no, 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 no. Make mine a Pabst Blue Ribbon, like the Mary Chapin <laughs> Carpenter song. <laughs> I'm a town. <laughs> I've never had a Pabst Blue Ribbon. I don't know how that would taste. I actually don't think I've had one either. 
I, I did once, you know, but, but, you know, sort of such a ridiculous, you know, hipster kind of thing like dot-com era San Francisco, where it was a bar that only served Pabst Blue Ribbon as a, as a flex, like, and it looked like it was a mountain lodge inside, but it pretended to have this sort of blue collar type, you know, and, and obviously it didn't because it was like, even back then, like a $6 Pabst Blue Ribbon. So it was ridiculous. So <laughs> that, that is ridiculous. my only, the only time I've ever had one. And it was, and I was like, I mean, I guess this isn't bad, but really, and six dollars. You know, like, now you've got a story. Yeah, in, in yeah, nineteen ninety-eight. So yeah, it was it was a That's big deal. Really then. high for ninety-eight. Wow. Well, San Francisco has always been pricey, and it was, you know, it was on a you know night out with other tech nerds, and it was, it was that whole crowd. So you know, money didn't mean anything then. Oh yeah, back in That's the day. Good fun. <laughs> I should probably talk about uh, the the Maltonic I made and uh, how I made it and why I made yes, it. Yes, yes, absolutely. All that, all that stuff. So if you if you look up U.S. patent applications, you can actually get sort of these old, like, you know, over 100-year-old patents for these Maltonics. So I did some research and I pulled a particular one, Moses H. Kluber. So Moses, thank you for the recipe. It was a lot of fun to make. Appreciate it. Um, he, he was of Dodge City, Kansas, and he applied uh, oh. for a patent for his quote medicated or tonic beer. Um, and he said about his beer, he said, "quote My beverage is an improved beer, which is healthful, palatable, and not intoxicating, and therefore adapted for use by all classes of persons." Uh, so uh, you know, mm. so that's that's what Moses is aiming for. Um. Before I get too much into that, and actually Bean can talk about this a little bit as well, because she did a lot of research about about this uh, this particular root, this calamus root. Um, so calamus root is in this uh, particular malt tonic, and it's illegal to use in food and drink in the United States. Um, here in the EU, it's not, except for the tetrapoloid form of the root is illegal here, um, which is obviously not the form that I have. I have something that you can easily find in health food shops. Um, it, it can be in some forms, it can be carcinogenic and apparently can have all sorts of terrible side effects. So this is me basically saying, do this at your own risk. Um, I'm not, uh, encouraging you to make this malt tonic with calamus root on your own or pay attention. (laughs) Yeah. Don't, don't, uh, don't, uh, here, here. Don't make this and get sick or arrested if it's illegal where you are or just be careful, okay? So, yeah, I've covered myself. I don't know. Bean, do you want to add anything into the research that you you kind of did on? Cameras everywhere. Uh, exactly. No. <laughs> I think that's probably it. Don't make yourself sick. Well, actually, I... I, I was a little worried. <laughs> I was a little worried. <laughs> I, I, you sent along your blog post. And I'm like, should I say something? Should I maybe say, don't drink that? You might be sick and it might give you cancer. Because the more I like, I, I went on to Wikipedia. I did not end up research. This was like yesterday. <laughs> go on to Wikipedia and it looks for all the world, like the young and fluorescence looks like, um, you know, the flowering spike of an arum lily or um, like a peace lily, like, I know not to eat lords and ladies, like that will make you very sick and throw up and like, okay. that looks poisonous. 
and um like i i think i i found a a bunch of things but like they all conspired to sort of say this might be best if you were so so lucky as to have sort of a perfect triumvirate of things going for you like you you had maybe some elders of a community who had a population of plants they'd been eating for a long time they knew them very well they prepared them to take out all the things that would be carcinogenic or 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 they like the best would be all three right they trust their plants they know their plants they've prepared their plants to extract all the bad stuff leave in the good Mm. stuff and maybe even they know other plants as well that they put them with the preparation and that um right the chemicals like neutralize each other or help each other it's in kind of an ayurvedic medicine i'm not a doctor I don't know what I'm talking about, but I was slightly concerned. Yeah, like it. Like, I mean, I don't want my friend to die. <laughs> I mean, calamus root. Um, you might be more familiar with it because it's also known as sweet flag or sweet myrtle. Um, and it's been around as medicine for years in parts of Europe and Asia. And exactly like you're saying, being like by people who knew what they were doing, using exactly what they were supposed to use in the context in which they were supposed to use it. it was used to treat stomach issues and anxiety, things like that. Um, again, I'm not encouraging you to go out and use this, but it does seem to be the case of, you know, there are people out there very well versed in, in understanding and using this herb and, or, or root, I should say. Yeah. And there's and lots of people, it. sorry, cut you off. There's like lots of people <laughs> who are totally interested in um, trying to become a little bit more, um, uh, humbly seeking the indigenous knowledge and then applying scientific method and and uh, right. you know making uh, hopefully respectfully the the medicines into um, more robustly tested medicines and that would be really cool but then there's also this like sometimes I get a little bit excited for something like this I hear it I'm like I wonder if this could be the silver bullet and I just will get, you know, the whatever Oprah is talking about and it will preventatively heal me forever. I mean, at the end of the day, we kind of all know that you just have to like, let your, your food be your medicine and eat a little bit of all the good things in season and, you know, move your body and breathe and ah, all that. But um, yeah, it's, it's definitely exciting when you learn about a new plant for the first time and you're like, people have done this. People have tried this. People have used this. This is weird. But the adventurous palette is where, where we're at too, as beer ladies, we like to try something new. So try yeah, all it's fun the to things. research. Try all the things. And um, absolutely be safe, version, do your own research. Yeah. The version that I got on line from the <laughs> fruit store, it's a tea. It was fine. I'm alive you know, it's okay. Um, because as I said, it's perfectly legal here in the EU, uh, as long as it's the certain uh, version of it, not the one that's cancerous and problematic. So, you know, the EU, I think does a good job right. at being able to differentiate um, what is potentially dangerous and, and what just really isn't. Um, so in that uh, vein, I can kind of talk to you about the ingredients of the malt tonic. So yes. um, you needed 14 ounces of malt uh, which was just malt, which is, you know, I mean, I'm not very specific, but you know, there we go. I just use a 
basics, base malt. Um, seven ounces of rye flour. Um, for this, I use rye malt, actually. Um, a half, one half ounce of ground calamus root, uh, one fifth ounce of crushed spearmint. I use just regular mint. Um, a fourth an ounce of a fourth ounce of hops, <laughs> uh, one tenth ounce of lemon oil, um, one half ounce or one a little bit of half ounce of fresh yeast, um, one half ounce of lemon peel, sixteen ounces of sugar, and three gallons of water. So this was interesting because now did he give the uh, the proportions or oh sorry yeah did he give the proportions or were those your own proportions those are his proportions so I'm following his patent to the to, those are to okay the, yeah those are his proportions those are to not, the letter. Yeah. Uh, okay nice so yeah be, the patents are generally the ones that I found a lot of sugar pretty, but yeah makes sense <laughs> the ones that I found are really specific um, with with what th- what they're gonna tell you. Um, specifically to use and how to make it. So this actually, I thought I found this particular um, malt tonic to be really interesting because he uses sort of the old brewing techniques that we kind of see um, where you make, you make kind of a cracker or a dough with the rye and hmm. uh, the rye malt and the whatever he's calling just a regular malt. Um, so basically you mix them together with the warm water and then you let that stand for 12 hours. So you basically mix them together with water and you leave it and then you wait and then you knead this into a dough Um, and then you roll it into like about a one inch thick sheet on um, like just like a cookie sheet or, or, you know, like a baking pan, whatever you want to do. And then you bake it on low until it's quote hard and brown. Um, and then you can cut it into pieces six inches in diameter. Now he had it cut prior, but I cut it after because I thought it was easier to cut when they're already like kind of cookies. So at this time point, they're like caramelized malt biscuits. And I have a picture of these. They were delicious. <laughs> like They were really good. Like just <laughs> yummy malt treats. Um, so then the cutting and the size don't actually matter because you're just going to break this up and just smash it into tiny pieces. Right. Um, and then you dump that into two gallons of boiling water. You boil that until it's all dissolved. And then you add another gallon of water, which is cold. Then you cover it for an hour and then you strain it. So I will say that I have the recipe because my pots are not like able to handle like, you know, four gallons of water, that's <laughs> massive pot. So I, I, you know, I have to this recipe. I should say that. So at, at this point, you, you know, you boil it for an hour. Um, and then you add the calamus root, the hops, the lemon peel, the mint, and then you boil it for an additional 10 minutes. So as I said, I didn't have spearmint, so I just used basic mint that I got at Little. Um, for hops, I used, I tried to use sort of one of the oldest kinds of hops that are still like kicking around today because the, the history of hops is really interesting, but we don't really have access to sort of these old historical. And when I'm saying old and historical, I mean, by medievalist definition, old and historical. Um, so old, old, old uh, hops. We don't really, we don't have those anymore. So yeah. I use Hallertown Mittelfru, um, which is sort of one of the oldest ones you can sort of still get your hands on. Um, now. It's like the Paps Blue Ribbon of hops. It's an oldie, yeah. but <laughs> it's an oldie, but a goodie. Yeah. Um, 
So, so now this is where things kind of get tricky because it becomes illegible to kind of understand um, what he's saying at this point. Cause he says to dissolve the sugar in one half gallon of the, who knows? Um, so I guess it was solution or fusion or infusion. So that's what I did. I developed, I dissolved the sugar in a half gallon of whatever I was, I just made. Um, and then I strained this and I added it to the main mixture. I, I will say that I completely half-arsed the straining. Uh, I, <laughs> I need to pick up probably cheesecloth to be, to be honest with you, to really get this properly strained. My strainer just was not good enough for this. Right. Um, so I am going to make this again, but I'm actually going to Frankenbrew um, another one <laughs> out of several different malt tonic recipes. I kind of come up with my own thing. Um, so then you allow it to stand until the temperature is lowered to 15 to 20 degrees Fahrenheit, um, which is pretty straightforward. Uh, to dissolve the yeast in a small quantity of the mixture, add this, and then you add alcohol. It just says al- alcohol. Uh, which is vague. So I just went with gin um, because it has like lemon in it. And I figured, oh, you know, lemon, gin, London dry gin, fine. Um, You add this in a lemon extract, then you let it stand for eight to 10 hours until quote, a white froth of foam appears, which will indicate that the beer is made and ready to be put into bottles or other receptacles for use. Uh, So yeah, I did that, waited wait till the next morning. And I checked it and it was really thick, um, but it had some carbonation. So definitely the carbonation is there. So I waited a little bit longer and then I had my malt tonic. Um, so what did I think of it? It was really lemony. The aroma was incredibly lemony um, with hints of malt and, and, and mint. Again, the flavor was really lemon heavy with hints of mint, but it ran really well together. To be honest with you, the Howard Hill hops worked really well as well. Um, it added like a nice bitterness to all the sugar and the multi sweetness. Um, it was it was okay to be honest with you. It's nice. It wasn't bad. I mean, I, I didn't magically feel. It wasn't bad. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Better, stronger, faster. No, and it no. was for history. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. <laughs> No, actually, um, I said this last year in, in my article, but I actually had a migraine at the time. Um, and and the Maltonics were meant to like cure that, but I, I have to tell you that it actually did it did nothing for that. Uh, well, it was historically with the times then, because that's what I hear they did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Aww. it did it did not help the headache. But it, you know, it, it tasted okay. So there's that. I think and, you could probably like completely simplify the recipe and turn it into a cocktail, which I think would be quite nice. So that is on the agenda. For yeah, the absolutely. Time. I think there's a lot of scope for that. I do love mint. Mm. I and mint love and lemon, lemon work really well. They yeah. work very well together. So that's on the agenda for February is turning this into a cocktail and then mm. Franken brewing another malt tonic. Yeah, and choosing your own adventure with like what you've got around. See, we we all have lockdown goals. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, I, I won't put any um, rat poison in mine though. I'm just I've just kind of ruled that whole thing out no, as an additive. No. I just just not going to go with that. I know it might be a bold choice, but you know I'm just 
not going to try to murder people. No, you won't get the lovely whites of your eyes that uh, I, th- I think that's what, it, or, or no, your pupils dilate, right? I think if you have the, the, the strychnine, there's something, it's how it's meant to beautify you before it oh. then subsequently kills oh, you. But you that know, like other Chira, ways to look it? good. Oh, Belladonna. Belladonna so. oh, yes. Yeah, that was Belladonna. Yeah. Yes. Belladonna. Yes, think- you're right. People used to, for, I mean, they used You're to stick droppers it. of belladonna in their eyes to make their eyes look like more like bedroom eyes. Yeah. And like <gasps> the lead in the, oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I might be tempted to like substitute maybe with some like, I don't know, Tulsi or a Schwanger or whatever else, but. Yeah. yeah. Lots of options. Definitely. Yeah. Make mine a mint. <laughs> I think. But not poison. I think we'll just go ahead. Yeah, no poison. Yeah, on on balance, anything that might cause you harm and isn't going to look it. As long I, I mean, we have to trust our trust ourselves and our listeners. Do the right <laughs> thing by yourself. Yes. Be adventuresome, but not too adventuresome. Be <laughs> careful right. with yourself. Yeah, we don't make you. We poison. Want you to survive. <laughs> No warfarin in your, in your, uh, in your tonics. Well, I think maybe we should wrap up on the tonics because that's a good point too. Yes. Lots to talk about in terms of like medicinal beer, um, which we can kind of talk about in part two. So if we want to wrap up there, any final thoughts, Lisa and Bean? That was I it. Just, I, there's a lot, you know, we could unpack there. And I think, again, PhDs for people in there, you know, definitely. But but certainly, you know, tune in for the second half of this. There's going to be a lot more. So we're excited to have you back. So yeah. th- thank you so much again for, for listening. And uh, remember to check us out on, on our socials and listen to us on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So thank you. Thank you. Like, subscribe, don't drink poison. Yay. (laughs) Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.